Hello, this is episode one of the K-Day Project, a podcast with respect at its forefront that seeks to provide an opportunity to have long, engaging conversations that would otherwise not happen in today's world. We hope you enjoy. I'd like to thank my good friend, Manny Laredo, owner, owner and operator of a very successful up-and-coming tortilleria in Edinburgh, Texas. Appreciate it, bro. And uh, without further ado, I'll hand it over to him to take it off, and uh, we'll get started. Well, yeah, man. Um, it, it's been an amazing journey. Um, just to even get here to the point where we even opened. Um, and just like you said, um, when we were talking earlier, these are these are things that are created, you know, from ideas and ideas, you know can eventually be transformed into reality. And, uh, you know, this is something I drew up maybe two years ago. And uh, I, I think it's it's proof that consistency will eventually blossom into where you want to be. So, um, like I said, to just even be here four months in, in the middle of the grind, I mean, this is the battlefield that we're in right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to be here, and right now, being in the after hours, it feels so weird to just be relaxed. Yeah, I hear um, you. It feels weird to disconnect in a world where you need to be fully connected and fully engaged for, you know, hours on end. Yeah. And, you know, this is... Right now, the only thing I'm missing is a is a cash register uh, employee, like I told you earlier. Um, but at the same time, I really don't want to disengage from the register because I really enjoy meeting the new people um, that I get to interact with. Man, I mean, who wouldn't want to meet the owner of a of a restaurant and know, like, you know, that's he's serving me. He's right in front of me. You know, he's not hiding somewhere. You know, there's not there's not a part time employee serving me. You know. So I think, I think it's a solid plan. I think there's a lot of success involved with that. Um, I think people appreciate the fact that it's a mom and pop shop and the family sticks around. Um, and I think it's gonna stick around that way for years. I don't think we plan on leaving. We'll have a full staff, but we'll be here. Yeah, I'm definitely glad to hear that. And uh, in a world where, um, speedy service and getting you in and out of your of your yeah. location is is becoming the norm you know really taking it back to the fundamental idea which is human interaction you know in in a simple transaction here it says it all right and as a customer you know i think that, that that's beautiful you know to know that a an owner operator you know cares that much about my business you know and he's willing to be there himself yeah, you know when he can it's very little well, things and he can very well hire someone to do that um, yeah. it says a lot right because like i said nowadays um it's hard to go somewhere where you get good, good service you yeah know? Man. and that's yeah, not there's um, nobody to really blame in that i mean you can't blame anyone you know it's just uh, you have employees making eight dollars an hour you know thinking about other things other than what's right in front of them because they need to make ends meet you know, and I don't, I don't blame any employees out there that, you know, might not give their, you know, 10 out of 10 service. Um, but the way we practice here is, you know, everything outside of the business stays outside of the business. When we come in here, we're fully engaged in what we're doing. We support one another. We're a solid team. And you don't need to look too far. Um, you can search us on Google. You can look at us on Facebook, Instagram, and 
the proof's in the pudding. Um, people seem pleased with everything. Our uh, distribution contracts, you know, they seem sharp. I keep up with everything, you know, pretty much Monday through Sunday. I touch base with all my customers and, you know, there, there, there's a reason why things are working and it's, you know, it's definitely not, you know, to, to sit back and watch. You gotta get involved and you gotta take action. And I think it's it's obvious. It's obvious that, that you're doing just that. And just going back to what we were talking about of, of you guys being a team, um, being so early in, in in the growth of your of your business, you know, what are some things that you've done to solidify and tell your 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 employees, hey, I know I'm I'm a new business owner, but I'm here to be the best that I can be. And and yeah. what have you done to, to really either verbally tell them that or or you so know? from the moment I, I first hired I, I have three solid employees right now. We're working on some coming in. But my three solid employees, and if you know a tortilleria, I can operate on, you know, maybe four people at the most. Um, very labor intensive, but not impossible. Um, and as I was saying, when, when we hire these employees, um, we tell them, you know, you're, you're coming into a family. Um, you know, this is, this is beyond an eight to five year. Um, you're about to get involved in something that really matters and you're about to witness you know something grow right in front of you and you get to be a part of it and it can only go as far as our weakest link and I'm fully aware of that so I keep my tools sharp and I keep my employees sharp and when they come in we, we let them know you know the small things really matter really matter and you know Coming from, you know, somebody that's 26 year old talking to employees that are, you know, twice my age, there has to be a commitment on that other side of the table. You need to buy into the program. You really do. When a 26 year old is looking at you and telling you how things need to be run, you really need to let go of your ego. And I've, I've witnessed it. These are, you know, three adults that bought into the program and were fully engaged. You know, we get here at six in the morning and it's literally, you know, balls to the wall. Got you. And and if you can, do you mind giving us some insight into the hiring process? You know, I'm sure um, currently, you know, just the state of our economy, you know, it's it's Absolutely. been a local a global shortage of labor, right? What was just your experience? You know, putting out help wanted signs, you know, interviewing people, you know, going through that process. Well, I mean, you know me personally. I'm I'm very spiritual. Um, I believe I can I can attract things through you know good energy and good habits and doing the right things. Um, I believe that's how we magnetize you know the things that we want to take place, and it's just a matter of being consistent. Um, I don't know if if I've told you. I'm sure you're aware. Um, when we opened this business, it was just me, my mom, and my dad. Um, zero employees, and going back to what you said, it's it's hard, you know, to find gigs right now because nobody's fully bought in and looking for a job right now. And you know, that's what we're that's what we went through. Um, and it was it was odd to have a now hiring sign and not have anybody knock on the door and ask what the opportunity is about. It's not the way I pictured it. It's not the way I visualized it, but you know, you got to be prepared for, for curveballs. And what we did is we held on to the rope for as long as we could. 
um, many people eventually, you know, within within two months, you're going to have people come in. Um, and you can't just, you can't hire the first employee you see, right? And it's crazy because I vividly remember the, the first person that came in here and asked for a job. I mean, we've been two months, no rest, you know, not a single day of, of you know, laying down or hanging out with, with family and to see, you know, it, it takes it takes a lot of guts to somebody tell you, I want to work here, and because they don't meet what you're looking for, you have to tell them that you'll keep them in mind. It's really hard to do that when you're subconsciously desperate. I mean, we were at a point where we're working so damn hard, it was, it was getting crazy. And we held on to the rope for a while, eventually... We met our, our first two employees, and uh, now we have one of those employees from those first two that came in, um, and she's great. I mean, she's amazing, and uh, to have her here and have her, you know, bought into the, you know, the system that we run here, it, it's it's amazing. And uh, well, that was one employee, and then you know that that's not a fully staffed kitchen, so that only covers one and. So my, my mom and dad were still willing to stick around and help. And uh, while I kept searching and we kept looking, we ended up hiring some another chef. So it would have been two chefs put together, which in the kitchen world, you know, sometimes doesn't really work out. Um, two chefs in, in one kitchen is, you know, you can, you, can, you can go one of two ways. Um, they can, you know, come up with ideas and work together or... It can get, you know, real ego-centered and they can, you know, they'll, they'll nab at each other. But the way it ended up working out is we, we ended up losing her um, and we ended up getting an amazing chef. And she's currently with us right now and it's amazing to see her grow. It's amazing to see her bought in, to come in with energy. And to come in every single day and, you know, she has a personal life, we all do. And for her to still, you know, regardless of what might be going on, good or bad, you know, in the outside world, she comes in and she, she engages in what we're trying to do here. And she does it, you know, from the moment she gets here to the moment she gets out. She believes in the mission and she sees, she sees the uh, potential in the business. I think she sees the intention. Um, she sees what we're trying to do. And there's something about a mom and pop shop trying to do something big that it's just, it's, it's healthy. It's healthy to see. It's healthy to be a part of. It's, it's healthy to lead it. It's, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. So staying on the topic of it being a mom and pop shop, um, which is really the, the foundation for, for economy, right? And really growing markets. And it really goes to show, you know, that that it can be done it's the american dream right because yeah. it goes to show that you can be your own boss you know you if you want it bad enough if you want it bad enough of course um i would love for you to you know you've talked a bit about where you are now you know what the process has been like i would love for you to talk us um about yourself and your thought process leading up to saying i need to or i want to start a business and then your your thought process through yourself drawing it out which i very clearly right. remember right. and then taking that 
through fruition, right? And and right. that first day opening, right? Because um, I'm sure it felt like forever. I know, as as your friend, I I was unemployed for a whole year. I was waiting, you know, just so I, to, to come show support, you know. And I'm sure everyone was, right? So I would love for you to shed some some insight into what's the thought process for someone that says, "I want to be an entrepreneur. I have an idea of how to start. I think I might have a good idea." How do I take that and I, and I do it? You know, what did you do? Who did you consult with? You know, who were some people that maybe gave you the advice you needed? You know, was it Google? Was it your parent? Um, so what ended up happening was, and I mean, the fact that we know each other makes things a little easier. I was selling BMWs um, after I quit Pro Ball. That's where I ended up. And when you see what it takes to work 13, 12 hours a day, um, and you figure it out, you end up cracking the code, and now you're, you're that elite businessman now, but you're being led by people who maybe aren't completely about their employees, and um, it's suffocating, and it'll, it'll wear you out, and eventually, you know, I was in a place mentally where I was at a crossroads, and I... I, I felt like I had to get out, and within time I was still selling BMWs. But as I sat in my office, you know, instead of looking for car deals, I was I was building my plan and, you know, watering my grass, as they say. Um, you know, that's what that's what I would do throughout my my day at the office, and uh, I kept, you know, I drew it up, and then, you know, I started talking about it with my parents and. For you know, for whatever reason, they they like the idea too, and uh, my dad said, you know, hey man, I'm in, you know, you know, I'll invest, you know, I'll, I'll be a part of this with you, and uh, he saw the the potential in it too, I'm sure, and within time, you know, things have a way of shaping out naturally, you know, and that's what pretty much ended up happening. Um, I sat with my dad at his house, and uh, you know, I told him, you know, let's let's draw this up. Let's see, you know, it all starts with an idea, right? Any, I'm sure any successful entrepreneur, you know, you know, I'm sure we could all agree, you know, I'm I'm too young to you know to speak on behalf of entrepreneurs, but from a personal standpoint, I can say that it starts with an idea, and. Organic thoughts can create an organic reality. Yep. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, we drew it on, you know, a white sheet of paper, and we came up with the design. Um, we looked for a lot of suites all over the valley. You know, not just not just Edinburgh, not just McAllen, not just Palmview, not just Peñitas. You know, we were in Weslaco, we were in Donna, we were in San Juan. I spent hours hours searching it I felt like I was I was working much harder doing something that I wasn't getting paid for then and I was I was willing to do it and there's something there's something that grows inside of you when you start doing something that has nothing to do with money um, you start growing that's when you realize that there might be a love for it you know there's there's nothing in return but you want to do it and that's where I was going mentally with that, and it, it just kind of shaped into what it is now. And you know, for entrepreneurs that want to get 
into this kind of thing. And like I said, I'm only four months in, so I, I can only give my, my best ideas of what I, what I think entrepreneurship is. But I, I would say it's, you got to jump into cold water. Um, and you got to be willing to feel some pain. You got to be a little uncomfortable. But you have to counteract that with a little bit of arrogance. You got to be a little cocky. Um, you have to be willing to go through it. Um, and we fucking went through it. I mean, we're still going through it. But things are looking up every single day. Um, it's easy to wake up at four in the morning when it matters. It's real easy. Especially once you got that pattern down, now your body pushes you out of bed. And like I said, it's, it's just, it's an idea, it's a way of thinking. And any entrepreneur that wants to be an entrepreneur has to be willing to get up early, has to be willing to put in the time, has to be willing to put in the work with nothing in return. Um, it's gotta be a 24 seven fully engaged, being able to cherish time with your kids, being able to cherish time with your wife, but still being fully aware of you know, phone calls or meetings being set up, uh, deals, customers being pleased with distribution. Um, you gotta be willing to do this and you have to be willing to take pressure. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable has to be a very normal thing in your day-to-day -day way of living. Um, and I'll tell you right now, if, you know, for people that will eventually listen to this, if, if, if being uncomfortable is something that you're not willing to do, then it's okay. It's okay to be an eight to five. That's perfectly fine. I don't have anything against eight to five people. Nope. Not at all. Um, entrepreneurship is a decision. It's, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's nothing that, you know, anybody needs to do. Um, I know I've met so many great people here at the restaurant, you know, that on, they're on their lunch hour and to see them so happy and fully engaged is when I realized that when I was selling cars, I wasn't happy. And it didn't matter the amount of money. And let me tell you, you know, success ran its course through me selling cars. And I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And it's crazy how what you do to counteract that is you start buying material things to feel, I guess, feel like it's worth, it's all worth something. And what you end up with is it's, it's a phase and it just runs out. It's just a flame that runs out. When we try to please, when we try to please ourselves through the outside world, you end up back at zero. Um, Looking at it now, now that I'm an entrepreneur, it's funny how the universe or God shapes us into being capable of withstanding the amount of pressure, withstanding how to deal with people, withstanding how to deal with finances. But you, there, there's a way of, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but the universe has a way of, it's, it's just, it's guiding you naturally. And to be here now, and even, you know, four months ago, it's crazy to look in the mirror and see somebody else. And, you know, what, what will I look like four months from now? Where will, where will my mind take me four months from now? That's very exciting. 
Yeah. You know, especially for someone that's on the path to success, you know, and, and it's not about being arrogant or being cocky or being overconfident. It's just the path you're on, right? And that's um, not based on anything much more than your track record and your current standing, yeah. right? Which is as a business owner. Um, my belief is that when you do something for long enough, um, whether you're good at it or not, which you very clearly are, you're bound to become good at it, right? You do something for long enough, you're going to be the best at it. I used to have a buddy in Kingsville who used to say, if you go to the bar long enough, if you go every day, eventually you're going to bring someone home. Eventually. And that relates to, I mean, it's such a bad, you know, way to you know, compare what I'm trying to, you know, make you perceive here, but it, it's the idea of if you're consistent, you will get to where you need to be. You don't need to be, you know, this 4.0 GPA, you know, these crazy SAT scores. Those are employee stats, buddy. You know, you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to do things that a 4.0 kid wouldn't do. And if you are a 4.0 kid doing that, well, more power to you, right? You know, but there's some guys out there that just don't have that kind of brain power, but they have the willingness and they have the idea. It all starts with an idea. And, you know, for those entrepreneurs out there that are, you know, way beyond, you know, where I'm standing right now, I praise them um, because I was listening and I was watching. And, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm watering myself, you know, and I'm watching, you know, watching, you know, me grow, you know, through just constant, you know, effort and being consistent, being consistent in my day-to-day being consistent in my thoughts, being consistent in my habits. And that is that is what I would tell somebody trying to be an entrepreneur. If I could sum it up in 30 seconds, you got to show up, you got to put in the work, you got to be willing to do it. And it's one thing to say it. It's another thing, trust me, man, I have felt some very weird things at 4 in the morning, very weird things. I've looked in the mirror at four in the morning and asked myself, yo, what is going on? Who are you? What it, where is this taking you? And you got to let go. You got to let go. And you got to ride it. And this is where we are, dude. Yeah, so I have a few um, thoughts I want to bring up. The first, um, Going back to you mentioning that, you know, that you've seen other entrepreneurs, you know, what they've done and you've learned from them and taken that in and watered your grass. I feel that a lot of people nowadays, they look at entrepreneurs in a way that's glamorized, right? And that's through social media. Right, right. right? There's a certain perception. There's a general perception. General perception of if you're an entrepreneur, that means you're riding in jets, you're riding, you know, you have chains on. Yeah, there's... There's that general glamorization of it. It's such a great topic. And I think that leads to people looking at, at entrepreneurship as a whole as something that's either unachievable or something that's just... Um, yeah, not for them, right? Yeah. Um, Social media has a way of just showing us the end result. Exactly. They only show us the finish line. Exactly. Um, and what ends up happening, and I'm sorry I cut you off there, um, what ends up happening when you're on social media and you only see the finish line, you fall in love with the finish line, and 
It's on the contrary, you're supposed to fall in love with the process. The finish line is, there's no finish line at all. Um, that is where you'll realize <laughs> you'll run out of happiness. For those that, who are completely in love with what they do, it's, you, you gotta, you know, have a passion for it. If you're chasing that bigger house, if you're doing what you do to buy it, to get that bigger house, right. to get that newer car, time is passing by and there always will be that newer product. Right. right. And going back to the thought that I was going on is that glamorization of entrepreneurship has prevented people from looking at entrepreneurs around them, right? Because we all have people around us that are entrepreneurs, right? Right. Whether it's your aunt that owns X and yeah, so business, man. whether it's whatever. There's always whether, one in the family. Whether it's, you know, your best friend, you know, that owns tortilleria. People might look at these business owners and... Uh, in some way overlook them right yeah man when when i think they're doing a they're doing themselves a big disservice by not going up to them and being like hey can i find out about your story something Absolutely. something as simple as that right and i think this is even more so i guess enforced right by social media and the quarantine for example and the pandemic and people right. becoming so shelled right and becoming so so in a way just filled by their own yeah, thoughts right people absolutely. believe that if people don't think like me i'm not going to give them the time of day right and that right. just translates to people not talking to other people in a way that might allow them to take someone else's idea and run with it you know yeah, at the end of the day people um what we're doing is is nothing groundbreaking would you agree it's something groundbreaking mm -hmm. that a lot of people can do and and people just um overlook that right and yeah. i just think it's fascinating to see it because people will always want it but they just choose not to take it in some way right and choosing not to take could be for a lot of reasons of course and going back to what you said you know this the glamorization of of this this way of living it's 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 a false perception of, of what this is about it's it's completely on the contrary there's 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 something about doing something for you and i'm i'm i know there's entrepreneurs out there that'll relate to this when you do something for you something it just ignites inside you something your your personality from an 8 to 5 completely changes you don't look at the clock when you're an entrepreneur and wait to go home. That when, when you're the one running it, you can only go as far as you push yourself and you push the people around you. So that's definitely one thing. I used to, you know, as a car salesman, I couldn't wait till 8.30 came around. And now it's, I don't want it to end. We wish we had more hours. I wish there was more time in the day, yeah. But unfortunately, we don't, right? And at the end of the day, we all have the same 24 hours. Absolutely. Um, how have you managed maintaining being a father, being a father to a newborn pretty soon, yeah, man. being a husband, being a son? Yeah. How do you manage all of these roles um, and being an owner-operator? Well, Or how have you managed because I feel like it's an ongoing process. We yeah, never it's, really get it's, the grip. there's no finish line, right? Never. Um, well, first of all, it's, things get a lot easier when you have a solid wife 
at home. Um, it's so it's always good to have a partner that is going to make you better, and uh, that's what I you know what I went through you know through building this you know my wife pushed me, and um, she pushes me to work harder in here you know to be a better father to be a better husband you know to be fully engaged in everything I do and still be able to be working on this, which I realize is not impossible you can you can work and you know still take care of your son you can you can be at home and you can be fully engaged and you don't have to be on your phone but it, you know if there's an important phone call you can answer it you know nobody's you know nobody's gonna hassle you for it um, but I would say um, uh, when you're an entrepreneur every minute counts and uh, when every minute counts you value every moment of every single day. And there's not a whole lot of time to be messing around. Um, I know when I'm at work, it's time to work, so I try to get everything done before I you know, have to go home. And once I go home, I'm completely bought in with my son and I engage with him you know, as much as I can, which is something I truly enjoy. Um, you'll understand me one day, it's, it's magic. Um, but going back to, you know, to what we were talking about, I would say every minute counts. Um, you, you gotta, you know, you have to be a dad, you gotta be a boss, you have to be a leader, you have to be, you know, a customer to, you know, the services that are provided, you know, for us to even sell our products. You know, so, you know, not only are you, you know, uh, you know, a shop, but you're also a consumer. You know, there, there's a there's a chain effect to you know how the we get the product we have. Um, but going back to you know how we manage um, or how I manage, I'm sorry. I would say live in the moment. If I could put it in a few words for you, live in the moment. If you're at home, be at home. If you're at work, be at work. If you're in your car, be in your car. Um, don't be you know driven by you know don't be on this. You know, I see so many people nowadays are on this cruise control. It's like, it's like they're zombies. You know, they're not in a creative way of thinking. They're in this subconscious. I don't know. It's like watching people just go through their day to day and not create, but just take in what's you know. It's like taking in the day, I guess, and to be you know. To be an entrepreneur, you have to create, and you have to be able to, you know, create ideas. You know, like I said earlier, you know, organic thoughts create, you know, an organic reality. And you know, nothing feels better than you know something that you created in your head and then you're staring, you know, right in front of it. You know, so I would say, you know, managing your time wisely, valuing everything, you know, that's right in front of you. You know, um, I'm pretty fucking busy Monday through Sunday. Um, so that'll, it teaches you to just be where you need to be. Um, when I was a salesman, a car salesman, I'm still a salesman just, you know, for tortillas now. But for life. Yeah. Um, but when I was a car salesman, um, that Sunday off was, it was magic. And now I don't want a fucking day off.
I don't fucking want one. So I think when when it matters that much, um, I think that's a decent sign of you know entrepreneurship running through your veins. Um, you don't want to go home, and if you do, you want to be fully engaged with your family because if you're not going to be at work, you got to be a damn good dad and a damn good husband. So I would say that's what it is. Yeah, it's beautiful to hear it from someone that's going through it. Yeah, you know? man. Um, so I know you mentioned, you know, and, and this I I think I fi- I personally find it a bit um um I guess intriguing to find out. Not many people get to work with their parents, right? Oh, now it is. is. Uh, you gotta have a strong bond with your parents. I'll tell much, you that. much less. Uh, not many people will take uh, an investment from their father, right? Exactly. In this case. Um, if you can and if you want, do you mind maybe providing a little bit of insight into what's that's that's been like, right? Um, right. Having your dad, I'm sure you know, a, an experienced uh, businessman, Very. giving you giving you his insight, giving you some of his perspectives. Yeah. And I'm sure, as they always will, differ with one's own, right? So how do you deal with that, or how have you dealt with that? Well, it's like like I said, you know, the universe, you know, it only gives you what you can take. Um, and I was, you know, thank God that I have a deep connection with my four, you know. The foundation needs to be, you know, how how good of a relationship do you have with your parents, right? And uh, the answer to that is a very deep fucking connection. Um, me and my parents, we have a strong bond. And um, that's the kind of bond you need when you work with your parents. Um, and I don't necessarily, um, I mean, my mom, she, she does, she puts her hours in here. Um, uh, but it's only for the sake of, you know, building you know, the, the plan that we're trying to build and opening up the stores, you know, the next store as fast as possible. You know, so anyway, you know, anywhere we can trim some fat, we will. And having her around allows us to trim some fat. And working with her and watching her, you know, you know, put on the same jersey as me, right? You know, we're going to war, you know, and um, to see that side of her, it's wild. And, you know, like I told you before, you know, at, at first it was my mom and my dad in here, you know, dealing, you know, with sometimes, you know, five, four customers at a time, you know, and it's just, you know, three confused people that have never been in the realm of, you know, the restaurant business ever, you know, and just grinding it out, dude. I mean, really just when when something, like I said, when something matters, you will you will find a way. And through those times, we did find a way. And you, you, you get to see who a real person is when, when there's chaos. And uh, I got to see who my parents were, man. And let me tell you, they're, they're willing to get down and dirty. You like what you saw. I realized where I got it from. Um, maybe it wasn't so, you know, so much myself, you know. My parents have the the same ideas I do, and I think they might have embedded that in me, you know, at an early age. Just, well, you know, the idea of fucking pushing through anything. Um, they did teach me that, and it's only it would only be right if they were that way too, and and they are. So that's that's how it's been, and you know, just to to put on the same jersey as them and go to war and you know figure it out every day, man. I mean. You, 
In this business, you wake up and you don't know what's coming. Um, I've had some crazy Mondays. I've had slow Fridays. I've had amazing Thursdays. You know, there's just when you. That's the beauty of this business. You wake up and you just don't know, and that's the best way to live. The best way to live is to not know. That's why maybe entrepreneurs choose this life because there's no way of fucking knowing. And if you're in a salary-based job, you know exactly. Uh, what's about to happen, regardless of your performance. Um, there's going to be, you know, a few thousands waiting for you at, a, you know, a set amount that regardless of, you know, your effort. And, you know, like I said, nothing against, you know, eight to five people. There's people that love their eight to five and they love the amount of money they're making. And I just, like I said, I didn't find that for me. And... You know, that's why I made the decision I made and, you know, it's something that I'm willing to suffer for and struggle for and I embrace that with open arms and I think people that want to get into this kind of realm, they need to, you know, they need to welcome pressure, you know, they need to welcome all these dark feelings um, with open arms and, you know, just let it be a part of your everyday life to handle pressure, handle problems handle mistakes, you know, from from your your team. And, you know, like I said, a year from now, I, you know, if a mistake, you know, happens in front of me, I might have reacted a different way. Um, but I was slowly molded into this. And maybe that's why it took a fucking year to open. Um, maybe there was something that I, I needed to learn. There was, I needed to be molded a certain way. And it was going to take a year for that to happen. And yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much how it's been. That's pretty much it. So going forward, uh, managing, you know, where you currently are. Right. Um, and seeing the potential that your business has, the potential that you have. Right. Um, when you're four months in, you get, now you can project. That's now the, you can project. You can um, how fast do you see your guys opening up a new location? Damn, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that, dude. I've been waiting. I have a fucking answer. Um, the answer is as soon as fucking possible. And um, reason being is the plan has always been to open five. That was a plan from the initial design that me and my dad, you know, created. How many of these do we want? Five. Okay. Then it's going to be five. And when that's the plan you have, it's, it's you versus you. You know, how fast do you want to get there? How much does it matter to you? And it really matters. It really matters. And it's not about me. And my dad knows it's not about him. It's, it goes way beyond ourselves. It's much bigger than just us, um, you know, my parents, you know, are there from Mexico, you know, you know, they, they never went hungry, but, you know, they, they struggled and, you know, you, they, you know where they're from. Um, and to see them, you know, be so willing to get out of, you know, this, this employee mentality that's, that's, you know, running its course through our entire family you know we have very few entrepreneurs and the ones that are they're very well off but why they they wanted to jump into cold water so 
Maybe I like cold water too. Maybe. Maybe. And if you can maybe tie in some commonalities, um, because he briefly mentioned it, but you played baseball, right? You played baseball, you played pro ball, you played uh, D1 baseball. Um, from the outside looking in, I can tie in a lot of ends as to why you know you are succeeding now as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. given that you succeeded as an athlete. Um, yeah, do you mind just shedding in some of your insight and, and your thoughts on, on being an athlete and now being an entrepreneur? You know, what are some commonalities between both? I would say there's a lot of commonalities, dude. I mean, the the idea of having a set goal and not only having a set goal, but having to convince a team of people to buy into this, right? Creating the idea is one thing. Convincing a group of people to be on this mindset for, you know, eight hours of the day. Nine hours of the day, we all need to be thinking the same thing right now. The phones don't matter. You know, if there's an emergency, we can step out. But other than that, it's all business right now. And baseball definitely, definitely helped me create these patterns of of being able to, you know, have a counter a counter move for for issues, for problems, for mistakes. It's real easy. It's real easy to to be okay when things are good. And we've talked about this. You can't be too good either when things are good. You can't be too good. You have to just just be good, right? Because the harder they fall, the harder, the higher they go, the harder they fall, right? That's correct. And that's just the the nature of of the world we live in. Um. So these practices that I practice, you know, throughout my entire childhood to to chase something, right? I've always wanted to be a big leaguer. That was my that was my goal, you know, since I was I, w- I decided when I was four years old. And uh, you know, these these thought patterns of chasing something for the long run, right? You got to water your grass every day if you want something, you know, ten years from now. Or you know, in my case, I was four years old, but I knew I wanted to be a big leaguer when I was, you know. 21 years old. Um, when you create these kinds of thought patterns and you're watering your grass for something that's not even near you, um, uh, that idea of fighting, that idea of pursuing something without exception, right? Persistence, being persistent without exception, regardless of what's going on, I'm moving forward. You know, either you're on the bus or you're not. And it's entirely up to the you know the team of people that that you that you have you know if they want to join you that's great if they don't you know that's entirely fine too um but yeah all these all these ideas of being relentless and waking up early and putting in the work and falling in love with the process and letting go of the finish line and being completely bought in into a system and convincing people to buy in all these ideas, I would say, they came from baseball. Um, I know what it's like to be a fucking loser in baseball. I know what it's like to be a fucking winner. And I choose fucking winner every time. Um, and I'm thankful that I got to lose for so long because that one time I got to win, you know, going to the College World Series, there's no feeling that can compare to that. 
you know, and obviously, you know, seeing my son born and all that, okay, you know, that's that's amazing too, right? But, um, you know, speaking from, you know, the, the world of, you know, competition, there's nothing better than that. And I'm just, I'm really thankful of the pain that I felt in that realm. Um, uh, I have no arguments for people that say that pain molds you. I, I hold no argument for that. Um, if, if it hurts and you're still doing it for the better of the people around you or the better for yourself or the better of the, you know, the, the, the bigger picture, as they say, um, then yes, I would say yes. It's okay. You need to be in the struggle. And we're going back to these, you know, the idea of losing for so long and then winning. It's the same idea of being, you know, an entrepreneur and being willing to struggle. It's the same pattern, just in a different realm. You have to be willing, you know, to not be an elite company. You have to be willing to not be one. And that's pretty much, you know, what we're going through. We're, we're taking shape into something that's beyond what I could have imagined, what's beyond, you know, what my family could have imagined, and it's taking place, excuse me, right in front of us. So it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun to motivate people. It's, I'm telling you, man, this is, this is a damn good experience, and I'm, I'm going to milk this cow. Um, I would say any entrepreneur would already be, you know, maybe fully engaged on store number two or trying to figure out ways. Um, uh, but there's something about being in here and interacting with customers and, you know, just being involved that I just, I don't want to get rid of that. I want to be involved. I always want to be involved. I don't want to be an, I don't want to be a bench player. I don't want to be a bench player. I want to be a coach and a player all at once. And some entrepreneurs will probably tell you you need to be the coach. And uh, if I would say if you can find the time to be a coach and you know still get your hands dirty, more power to you. If you love what you do, do it. Do it. Yeah, there's one thing my my father always says, um, and it's if you're going to give an order, you better know how to do it yourself, right? If you're going to tell someone, I want Amen. for you to sweep this floor, Amen. you better be able to sweep that floor better than they probably Amen. could, right? So, yeah, what you said, I completely agree with. A lot of people don't want to go through that struggle. A lot of people want to outsource a lot of the pain early on. Yeah. Who would I be? Who would I be to tell somebody to mop the floors if I've never mopped them myself? Right. And And... To be fully honest, you're doing yourself a disservice because at that point, anyone could fool you and tell yeah, you, you. You're easily manipulated exactly. because you don't even know what a damn good floor is. You don't know what it is. So, so yeah, I completely agree that you have to be a coach and a player. And in order yeah. to be a coach, you have to be a player. There's something, there's something about, and I see it in my employees when I get involved, you know, when things are getting hectic and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, slicing, you know, pickles or tomatoes, and I'm in there, I'm in the war zone, I'm in the trenches with them, and in the middle of that, for, you know, the slightest second, they look to their left, and I'm in there, you know, I'm not going to leave you stranded, I'm in here with you, you know, and 
I think that's how that's one way to have a group of people buy into what you're trying to do. Because you don't fucking back down. So I would say that's pretty damn important. It's pretty important. Yeah. Just going back to um, just to yourself, right? I know you've talked a lot about business, talked a lot about managing your relationship with your family. Um, going back to yourself, uh, I know you've touched on it briefly in your motivation. Right. You know, with uh, with the newborn coming soon. Right. Right. That motivation, I I mean, how does it change over time? Does it change? How does it um, make you react differently to situations? Right. right? Does it give you thicker skin? I would imagine so. Right. Um, I feel that many times motivation nowadays, and this all just easily ties back to, you know, many things being glamorized nowadays, right? right. But that motivation is, is, is just not there nowadays, right? And, and many things, right? Right. And I won't speak on anyone else but myself, but um, you personally, right? You have a commitment to your family as it is, fully, but you have that motivation as well, right? You obviously enjoy success, but it can't just be success. Not all it's the time. It's gotta be more than that, yeah. be mind. The success is, a, it's, a, it's a very short moment. Yeah. The holding the trophy lasts very little, but you gotta live in the moment there. Um, but it's all when when you live your life for someone else, right? Like in my case, it would be my my son, my wife, and my son who was on his way. Um, when when you live your life for somebody else, life has a different flavor. It's got a different seasoning. Um, you know, I remember being, you know, just a single, you know, 20 year old, you know, when you wake up, it's, it's, you know, how do I, how do I make this day better for myself? Right. When you build, when you build a family and you wake up, you say, how do you make this day better for them? So pretty important. Very important. Yeah. Well, without uh, much more being said, you know, thank you, Manny, once again. Appreciate you, brother. Um, a lot of quality content, you know, being a lot of quality ideas, yeah, a lot of quality advice that was shared today that um, I'm, I know a lot of people are going to benefit from, you know, and if um, whoever ends up listening to this ends up being our own friends, yeah. um, I hope that they feel proud of the friend that they have in you um, and what you're doing here. If this conversation can motivate at least one human it would have done its justice yes sir and i would say it motivated me so i think it's doing all right already yes sir all righty manny thank you very much appreciate you